Howdy do. This is Peter McAllister. The father. <laughs> I like a hotel room, please. With an extra large bed. A TV. One of those little refrigerators you have to open with a key. Credit card. You got it. <laughs> That's right. We're back. We're back. Welcome back to the Weird Vibes Podcast. I'm... I'm... I'm, <laughs> I'm both women from my favorite murderer. <laughs> I'm actually a human being whose name is Dinah Soydan. And, um... Oh, yeah, you said you are going to start, like... Holding yourself to that, right? Okay, but here's here's the ridiculous part of that. When did I say that to you? Like, three weeks ago? Yeah. This is the first time I actually say it the way that I'm supposed to say it. Earlier today, I was getting looked up for an appointment, and I literally went, Sweden? <laughs> it's Sweden. By the way, guys, my name is not Dana Sweden. It's Dana Sweden. Don't worry, that's how I say it. I say Dana Sweden. I'm... My... My quinceañera. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. So we're going to actually, uh, I don't want to say we're starting from the top because we obviously are not disregarding anything from last year, but podcasts have this really cool feature where you can have seasons. So we are in 2019. Welcome to season two of the Weird Vibes podcast. The Red Wedding. <laughs> That's not even in season two. <laughs> I know. It's not even in season two. We would know. Because we just won trivia this week. Yeah, we've been doing um, Game of Thrones trivia at uh, DeVere's Pub with a bunch of our friends. And as dorky as that sounds, it's, it is dorky and it's, it's fun not, it's and I love it. It's wonderful. And people think, get shamed and they were oh, for that's, cheating. Oh, that's the best part. So you can't have your cell phone, obviously, because it's trivia and people are looking stuff up. And people start, because it's Game of Thrones trivia, it's happened twice now, two weeks in a row, where somebody pulls out their phone, maybe to, like, look at a text, maybe they are actually looking up answers, I don't know, and the entire bar just starts chanting, shame, shame, shame. 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 He added a bell special effect this week. He did. Oh, and you don't know, I was coming back from the bathroom, and the guy who got <laughs> shamed was trying to plead his case all serious, like... <laughs> Because apparently the same team got caught cheating two <gasps> weeks in a row. That's the team from last time? Yeah. Was it the same guy? Because that guy was like a repeat offender the first time. He did it like three or four times where even like the moderator, he I don't, I'm, I need to learn his name. He's Jesse's friend. But he was very kind to him. But you could even hear it in his kind voice that he was just like, listen, dude, this is like the third time I've talked to you. Put that phone away. Yeah, the sky was kind of squirrely. I don't know. Yeah, it's just squirrely, but not as good as squirrely Dan. What have you been up to, Dana Swidan? What have I been up to? Um, I've mostly just been working. Um, I have a lot of ideas of things to write, and I'm planning on writing them soon. But work has been very busy. I've been designing our really cool bathroom, obviously with your help, but it's been real fun dealing with that. Um, I'm so trying to camping think. out down here. Yeah, camping live out. from our bed for the from the last yeah month. Or so, so we record in my office, but my office has also been our bedroom for the past <laughs> month. So we're sitting where we're gonna sleep tonight. 
Um, and I'm okay with that. It's been, it's been a really busy and very hectic, uh, coming into spring, but I think you and I are both very, very ready for more hours of daylight and, um, probably just better, easier things. I know that, um, it's just been kind of, it's been kind of dreary over here. Yeah. Like, honestly, a lot of the stuff I wanted to like talk about to begin with. I think starts with the fact that, like, I realized I was in a super deep, like, depression. Like, maybe it was seasonal. Like, I don't know. But, I mean, like, I've always struggled with, like, anxiety and depression, like, my whole life, you know? But I think one of the problems is that you're so shut down during the whole process that you don't realize it's happening until you're coming out of it. And... It's so weird because now I'm like kind of rediscovering all these hobbies I love. We've been going out a lot. Like we've been like going to a lot of live music. We've been doing that trivia. It's been so fun. And like obviously like I've been dealing with it, but I don't know. It's so strange not to realize it's going on while it's going on. But I'm really excited to have all these new hobbies, though. Yeah, I really want to touch on all the stuff that we've been doing since we've both kind of... So I do think that both of us, while we have our own, like, mental health struggles, I do think both of us are... Well, I know that I definitely get very seasonal affective depression. Like, very, very much, like, seasonally affected by it. Um, I think that's something that you're starting to realize too about yourself. So honestly, even in the past few weeks, like more daylight for me just means, listen, it's really hard if you are like most people in the world to wake up to go to your job and have it be dark and leave your job and have it be dark when you go home. That takes a toll on you. And that sucks. It's not, it's, it doesn't make you like... It doesn't make you sensitive or fragile or, like, petty to acknowledge that and to know that it kind of sucks. And, like, we're creatures that literally, like, everything on this planet, like, benefits from the sun. So I think it it's very normal for that to happen. So I think both of us have kind of, like, come out of that. But one of the hardest factors of coming out of those things, I think both you and I can attest to this, is that... It's so hard to recognize until you're out of it. Exactly. Which makes it so hard to break out of it until you naturally are just like, oh, I'm done being depressed. Like, it's 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 really yeah. weird to explain. Well, it's something that I've been living with, you know what I mean, since I was, like, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. And I thought it was, while it sucks while it's going on, I, th- I thought I could have, like, compartmentalized it by now. And it was like, okay, yeah, this sucks. I under... But I can understand oh this is my depression and I can put that in a box and move on yeah but when it really hits you hard you don't necessarily realize it's happening because you don't care enough to realize it's happening you know yeah it's really weird I think a good way for me like what what I feel like happens is sometimes there's a really weird gap of like unconsciousness of where I can sometimes I can see a depressed depressed a depressive episode coming and I know like oh in a few weeks like I'm like I can just tell that I'm starting to slow down I'm very unsure about a lot of things I'm starting to panic and I'll know when I see it coming and I'll be very aware when it's over and I'll see it in my rearview mirror Mm -hmm. but I feel like the moment that you transition from seeing it coming to like waking up and being kind of just like not able to deal with some things that is a very blackout moment where I just don't know the transition and once I'm in it 
I'm just in it. And I don't recognize that this is all happening around me because I'm also like letting my energy like feed into it as well. If that makes sense. Oh, I totally agree with you. I agree. It's becomes a cycle. Like very. Exactly. Very quickly too. Yeah. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to drag you down that path. No. Oh my God. You didn't drag me down. I wasn't trying to stop you. I would just, uh, very poorly transitioning. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely fine. Um, no, I think some of the things that we've been finding, maybe with the light, probably with the yeah. light, is I've been seeing a lot more of friends, and we yeah. are enjoying some amazing beer. It's one of my favorite beers this of all beer time. Is so good. I never thought I'd get to drink it again. Wait, um, is this the same one? Yeah. So, okay, we're from <clears throat> Sacramento. There's a little like brew pub called Pangea. That we've been going to for 10 years, you know? And there was this beer from this little brewery called Sutter Buttes Brewery. And it was a triple IPA called the Franklin Junior. 10 years? Yeah, for real. Well, we we weren't together in 2009. I know, I've been coming to Fangio for a long time. What? Yeah. Well, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> triple, oh. triple IPA. Sorry about that. And it's... <laughs> we've been drinking them, honestly. But, um, so, (laughs) oh, I love this beer, and I had heard that they were never going to make it again. It was this thing that they had retired. It was a few years ago, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I just kind of put it in, like, oh, just try and never to forget how much you love this beer. Try to remember the taste of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, my, I mean, my friend Chris, so I've been friends with Chris since, probably junior high school. I I don't even know. We both grew up in Yuba City together. Way longer than I knew you. Yeah, we we played in punk bands together in Yuba City. We just ran around doing weird rural punk kid stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know. We've been friends forever. And um, he ended up starting to work at Sutter Buttes Brewery and just over time became the head brewer. And he's... A fucking I'm, genius, I was honestly. Say, I was just about to say he is literally a master. And because it's, yeah. Yeah, he resurrected this beer, one of my favorite beers. He said he had to switch a few of the hops around because he didn't have access to, like, the original recipe, the hops that went into them, which was a very awkward way of saying that. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, no worries. Um, But... I can't really tell the difference, and as soon as I tasted it, I knew it was the beer I loved, and I'm so grateful to Chris, other than just being my friend forever, um, I'm just so grateful that he made this beer again for me. No, honestly, that's what's so cool about it, is like, I think you were just really excited to see it on the menu, I know, for you. He did it especially for you. Um, but it, on what I love about this is what really blows me away about a skill like this, is that... I wouldn't have been able to tell you the difference. Like, this tastes like it used to, and it, in the best way possible. Exactly. Like, it's like perfectly, it's just, it hits it right on the target. It's really good. Chris but, has always been a very exact person, very yeah. talented person, you <laughs> yeah, know? Like, yeah. So, I, all the beers that he told me to try today were so good, yeah, so on were, point. they like, were delicious. So, yeah, if you're ever in Yuba City area, go to Plumish Street. And go to Sutter Buttes Brewery because it's amazing. And, and their food is really, really good. Like we had lunch there today and it was really good. I had a salad. Why are we, hey, salad. 
Why were we Why were we having lunch there today, Sam? What did you What were you doing? Oh, because your boy just made a bunch of stickers. My boy did just make a bunch, bunch of, of die cut also, stickers. Also, you're not my boy. You're my husband. <laughs> oh, tell yeah. us about your stickers. Oh though. yeah, it's, yeah. I just made um, I, what was it? Eight new stickers. Yes, for, there's so um, many new packs. For um, I'm an artist. If you guys don't know, I go under the name Cat, Cat Guts. Guts. Um, it's about to be uh, convention season because it's spring. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I have always wanted to make some die cut stickers and I finally did it. I have three different packs, just one basic one that I just really like of just some regular stuff. Three octopuses, which is how you say octopuses. Octo- I hate that. Okay, the only, <laughs> I looked it up. The only reason octopi is even on the table is because it's a colloquialism because people say it so much because nobody wants to say octopuses because it's uncomfortable. So it's one of those words we just made up? Because it's gross. Like conversate? I don't want to talk about that. I hate I that don't word. want to conversate about that shit at <laughs> oh, all. Okay. Octopuses is one pack and mm-hmm. then there's the pack of the monster monsters and then there's the two like sheet stickers that you made that are so the rest of them are um <laughs> sorry everybody um there was a big scary power outage was that a tra- that could have been a transformer right it, yeah like... cool. that's it, there's one right in our backyard that's honestly okay so i got a little freaked out but the the big part of the oh, power you thought, line like, i thought like the big war was happening yeah i basically thought that um i've like put together this like <laughs> this conspiracy that because all of, i was like telling i was like all of the major social medias have crashed recently i've been hearing about a lot of different power outages in different parts of the country i know denver and uh, most of the midwest actually just experienced like a huge storm so i was just telling sam was like this like what is going on and i was getting really worried about it but um i forget that the really big it looks like a really pivotal part of the power in our neighborhood is right in the very like back corner of our backyard so like the main transformer of our neighborhood is back there and we did hear a really loud bang so i something must have happened but there have been out outages everywhere so we are now broadcasting or recording to you um in the dark (laughs) So it's possibly been nice knowing you. Yes, it's been lovely. Dana put pretty, like, immediate, intense thoughts of um, (laughs) the purge in my head. Why? Because you said bad things happen in the dark. The only reason (laughs) Lock the door. Because I... (laughs) (laughs) I did say that. But I said that because that bang really scared me, and... It was scary. A sound like that means it's not a fluke, like, oh, it's our house. It means the whole neighborhood's in the dark. And I... Listen, I just read a lot of sci-fi, a lot of just terrible shit that I just shouldn't. But we are here, and we are fine, and we are recording anyway, because it's a great thing to do when there's no power to do anything else with. So, how long have we been recording, and... Um, why haven't we talked about why we're recording yet? Yeah, we literally haven't even mentioned once that the reason we're recording tonight is because we'd like to talk to you about a movie. 
Originally, it was going to be us because it came out tonight, and my <laughs> wife is amazing and got us early bird tickets, but we got bamboozled. We didn't and, get... <laughs> they, they pushed it back a week. We didn't get... <laughs> we didn't... <laughs> I'm sorry. We didn't get bamboozled. Um, us, which uh, is Jordan Peele's new movie... Um, got pushed back by the producers for another week, which, okay, mind you, I am an amazing amazing wife, though, because while we were sitting down to the movie that we chose instead tonight, we also, um, I was, like, getting our tickets for next week's release of Us, so meet us back here next week for that. But all I can say is Sam had already been talking to me earlier in the day about this movie and how much he wanted to see it, and we were at the theater, and we were like, well, I... still think we should see something and um we were looking at the at the (laughs) the menu the menu of movies at the schedule and that was the one that i think we both wanted to see the most so what did we what are we here to talk about hey you fucking doinks we're here to talk about (laughs) captain marvel captain marvel captain marvel it's two words to quote brie larson Sorry, no, wait, no spoilers, though, because, wait, is it, has it been long enough for spoilers? I think we're gonna spoil it. Can we spoil it? Yeah. Let's fucking spoil it. What a fuck it. Fuck it! We're drinking this delicious beer. I, I just want to talk about it Thank freely. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, let's talk about it freely. Um, so, first impressions. Wait, do you want to just, like, dive right into this movie? Sure. I mean, um. Okay, so, go. <laughs> I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. Just, I mean, to give the broadest review of it I can. I am admittedly not the biggest Marvel movie fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be like too cool for school or anything. It's just not my favorite formula. I find myself getting bored sometimes. There are Marvel movies I really like. I just don't necessarily follow them the way some people do. Mm-hmm. This movie was fun as shit. Yeah, I really liked it. It was really fun. Well, and, like <laughs> we were talking about it before we went in, like. I might have been a little bit too high on life for um us. For us. But yeah. I was the perfect amount of high on life for Captain for Marvel. For Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Captain Marvel, for sure. I can totally see that. Um yeah, I I'm really glad that we saw this. I was really curious about it and um I went into this in my favorite like format of going into any form of media or honestly any experience where I have um, zero experience with the comic. I honestly, to be completely honest with you, before the like Twitter and like incel controversy started about Captain Marvel being a girl, I had never heard of Captain Marvel because like I'm, I'm fairly well versed, but I'm also not. I wasn't a reader um, of the comics when I was younger. This is something that I got into as I was like a little bit older. So I honestly had no. I went into the theater with absolutely no expectations. I just knew that like, okay, I love Brie Larson. I really love her acting. I had no idea who else was in it, but I'm I'm a little bit more of the Marvel camp than you are. And while I do agree with you that there is very clearly a Marvel formula that gets followed kind of almost religiously. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing it's just wrong not for with me. it. There's nothing wrong with it. And honestly, I usually enjoy it. And I definitely enjoyed it in this movie. And it was... I on I judge the merit of a movie like this by how much they can hide that they are 
following this formula. And I feel like, mm-hmm. like, how much they can make you forget that you're watching something that, like, is part of a much bigger story that is being told in a very familiar and, like, I don't want to say repetitive, but it's being told in a way that you recognize, for sure. Yeah. And I feel like this did a really good job of that and, like, avoiding that and in having her be, um... Just kind of like her own character, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I was trying to be annoyed by this movie, and I forgot <laughs> to be annoyed because of all the just, like, zing, zoink, zow, god, zooks, everything's happening. Yeah. Like, I, like a Marvel movie's a Marvel movie, and it's yeah, fun, man. Yeah, it's fun, and it takes you on an adventure. It's a romp. It's definitely a romp. Yeah, Marvel movies are romps. But another, th- so another thing that I know, remember you t- said too earlier that like you wanted me to take the reins as far as like the perception of the movie because it is kind of like that there might be a level of um, appreciation that I have for it that you might not as a woman. And I'm not gonna lie, like I don't know if it's just I don't know if they're just striking while the iron is hot on like the like market of feminism and like feminism being like super on them in if right they now are. even if they are but like there was something very and I wrote it down because it was my favorite part and it's not a spoiler but um Jude Law's character in this movie with Brie Larson is kind of like her trainer or her mentor or her He's kind he's of almost such a like a fucking doink. He's a doink. I hate I, him. Okay, first of all, I love Jude Law. Yeah, Jude Law rules. But I also like this character. I don't care. I I like this character. But at one point near the Weird end, eyes. he's doing he's doing that thing that's like almost sociopath. It's like sociopathic negging, where someone is like in that last moment. You know, and this happens too in movies sometimes where like oh a mentor is being taken down by the by the like child that they meant that they were the mentor for that Mm -hmm. they obviously deceived in some huge massive way yeah and he was doing that thing where he was like yeah show me your power show me your power and she um she like blasts him and then she walks up to him and she just says i have nothing to prove to you and if you are a woman in the world, if you are a person in the world, I feel like you can relate to how much this needs to be said every single day in your life. If yeah, you, you just picture Jude Law in your head, just lying Jude. on the ground, broken and defeated, you straighten your back, you clear your throat, and you say, I don't need your approval, Jude that's literally not at all what I was saying. <laughs> Thank you for taking all of the power out of my... You're stealing my thunder, Scott. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You. Oh, my favorite thing ever that happens to you is when people call you Scott and they think it's your name. And I'll answer. I know and you do and it's so sweet, but your name is not Scott. It's your last name. It's our last name, but it's not your name. Anyways. We're married doggies. We, well... Um, what I really appreciate about this whole scene is that, um, I just feel like that is a very, there was just something that struck me about the way that she said it, that it felt like a very universal, like, declaration. And it was something that really needed to be said. And I was trying to imagine myself sitting there as like a much younger version of me because Mm -hmm. there was the very self-aware, like 30 year old version that was watching this and being like, oh, this is cool that they did this. This is a, this is a great tool that they used because like, I, I literally have a master's degree in media. So like, I, like I, these are things that I look for. Like they're, they're putting messages in people's heads. And I mean, this is, This is something that you can do with any type of media that you make. But what I really appreciated is that Marvel movies, 
especially in this day and age, are not, they're not marketed to me and you. They're marketed to people a little bit younger than us. And then that's the top of the range and the bottom of the range is people much younger than us. Yeah. And if those people are getting the message, like this age group that's so impressionable is getting the message that you can do good and know the truth and believe in yourself and do good for the people in your life. And you don't have to prove that to anybody and you just need to do what you know you need to do, I think is the next step in this like, um, like phase of like lessons of empowerment that we're seeing with like younger generations. It's like, it's a really great lesson to be like, you don't, you need to, I mean, be kind, don't hurt other people, but you have nothing to prove to anybody. Definitely. So, sorry, I know, I just like went on a rant, but it just, no, that I, scene meant so much to me. I absolutely no, loved just, it. Just as another human being, I got chills when that happened. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And like, what I, I kept finding myself watching it through the eyes because we're getting older and this is cool. Yeah. This is one of the cooler parts of getting older. We have <laughs> friends who have little girls. Yeah. And they've oh, been just are you talking about my baby. Yeah. Yes. They've just been so excited to take their girls to this movie and well, they can like admit like, Hey, maybe this isn't the best movie I've ever seen. Maybe there's this, maybe it's not there's like that. an Oscar winner. But yeah, like, of course. Yeah. But he goes, but like, I've never seen my daughter get more excited. I've never seen her be more inspired. Like, as an eight-year-old, as a six-year-old. And And I I think that's that's who you're going after. That's what's important, you know? Yeah, and I think that's the thing is, like, we have to remember is that, like, we can sit here. We're literally, like, doing an adult podcast that kids are not going to listen to. But it's, and and it's, I mean, kids are going to, they can listen to it for sure. I mean, we might put, there's literally an explicit warning on these because our mouths are not the best. But what I'm saying is that even if they did listen to it, it's, it's more about the idea that you can, I don't know, I just really appreciated that this movie kind of, it didn't take her gender into consideration. It wasn't this thing of like, yeah, I'm a girl, so what? It literally didn't come up. It wasn't an issue, other than the fact that like, oh, in the real world. It, was, mean, a, it was a superfluous it thing was a that superfluous other people were detail, talking about, yeah. but people, she didn't. No, but she wasn't I, worried about it. No, but what I mean is, even in the real that that was happening in the real world, like out here with you and I, like in this ether, a lot of people were talking about it. But in the film itself, it didn't matter that she was a girl. It never. I don't remember it coming up once that she was that it mattered that she was like oh that she was going to be weaker or more sensitive or more emotional or any any oh no of those not things. at all not and at they all. they did say that she needed to handle her emotions but that wasn't about her being a woman that was about her not actually being Cree she was human about being a superhero a new superhero, a new superhero. and not knowing how yeah. to control not, your powers yeah and the thing it's not even about controlling your emotions it's literally like hey if you feel any emotion an amount of like powerful energy is gonna come out of your fist and it could hurt somebody or it could be lethal so control your emotions it's a little different than being like hey honey you're a little sensitive so i and that didn't come up at all that's what i mean yeah that was it wasn't ever addressed like that it was always and i don't know if it was done on purpose but i also did notice that uh, Frozen and the Frozen franchise are secretly a little bit, I mean, they're not a little bit, they're pretty feminist just because it's two leads and it's not really like part of the main story that, yeah. that they have like a love interest or anything. It's like two sisters. 
that that was the main preview in the movie. I don't know if it was on purpose, but there was just like a very female centric theme throughout the night. And I really liked that again, there was nobody in the movie. I don't mean to be a, but there was no, there was no love interest for her. I think that's such an, Mm -hmm. it's such an important thing for me as somebody who's like, Oh, always, always 100% of the time when there's a man, there's some weak woman who is powerful and she is capable but she needs his help because mm-hmm. in this situation he's the only one that can help her i i'm so fucking over that i'm done with it like i've seen enough transporter movies to know that there are weak women who need jason statham to come pick him up in his fast car and save save their lives no, i get she, it i get she, it she needed to find her I get it. flawed human ass best friend yeah that's who she needed to yes find. and that was what i loved is like all of the other leads in this were also other, like, powerful, very human women. Well, she that needed was... a like mind. She didn't yes. need a super mind. Yeah, you know? like... yeah. Well, what, that's what I also liked about it is that it showed that it's kind of even, like, the Superman myth of, like, she might have been a superhero, but she was a very normal person who, like, something happened to. Which, honestly, if we want to talk about that, that is a... Is that where the superhero tale comes from? Of, like, hey... Any normal person can have a terrible thing happen to them and it can change them forever and give them, like, superhuman abilities. Is that where that comes from? That's always been, like, the Marvel Well, I know it's the Marvel mythos, but I just mean, like, in the era when comics became popular and, like, became a thing that we relied on in, like, like, community media, it was an era that was, like, it was one of the first like post-war generations that had mass media so it was like definitely we definitely turned to like superman and batman in those times as like we can be larger than life we can do these Mm -hmm. great things we can save people you know what i mean i think as americans we're very concerned with the legend of america and what that legend says like I, i think we are almost to a to a problematic point like of more course. more than our actual history we are concerned with what the myth of america means yes and and i i think that just really ties a lot into that well i think it ties your hands it kind of it even it reminds me it's it ties into the movie that we saw today when you think that you have something to live when you project uh a like a likeness of yourself or like what you want to be to certain people or to other countries or to the world like we do as a country mm-hmm. and you then have to live up to that 100% of the time that's even kind of like I've on a much smaller scale obviously that's like what was happening in this movie where you know she has this one huge like show of power that shows that like obviously she did something that was like beyond anybody else in her position mm-hmm. and it kind of like puts her at like oh everybody's like waiting for her to be the answer to this and like while she's like really important in finding the answer the answer still ends up being like people helping each other which i think i don't know if i'm just like finding that in that because i can like see that in retrospect but i to me it like spoke a lot of Kind of just, like, remembering to not make gods out of people. Even when they are superheroes. Definitely. Yeah. I I totally see where you're going with that. But, I mean, to not make gods out of people in the sense to to not rely on 
somebody for everything. Yes. That she was a superhero. She had the strength. But she had a community around her. Mm-hmm. Like, down to children. Yeah. Like, like, she... There were necessary elements in the makeup of how she was going to combat evil that were human. Yes. And I don't... Okay, I'm not trying to change the subject, but this also reminds me of... I don't know if it's the same one now, but do you remember the new the new 52 um, Wonder Woman that I was reading? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was one of the most like prevalent themes in the first like I don't know five or six of that because I know that every couple issues there was like a new artist or a new I don't remember what it was but there was something that was shifting about it was it. the Greg Rucka run right the first couple yeah I yeah it was like the first well I don't know how many how many of them it was but it I really enjoyed it but I did notice that like that was definitely a main theme in it is that like yeah it's about Wonder Woman it's about her being this like very well-rounded very loving very compassionate like larger than life superhero that like humanity needed but it was much more about the fact that like she was vulnerable and she was she wasn't human obviously she wasn't human she was technically made of clay well she was told she was made of clay but she, in her time on Earth and in her, like, investment in human beings, she was so okay with being a superhero that was larger than these people and, like, bigger than them and more powerful than them and still sharing a team with them and yeah. knowing that there were things that she wasn't capable of that she needed them for. Yeah. Which I think, like, one of the most powerful things in any leader is, like, the vulnerability that they're capable in, like, in showing the people around them. But that also takes... That takes an amount of confidence that I think a lot of heroes don't have. Maybe maybe only Lady Diana, Superwoman. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't say Lady Diana. I'm pretty sure that's for Princess Diana. And I mean Diana. Princess Diana. I'm talking about Diana. Well, she's a superhero in her own she right. She is a superhero in her own right. But I'm talking about like Wonder Woman Diana. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, we're supposed to be talking about Captain Marvel. I'm no, but sorry. I, I, so what I, were your impressions? As, as a male, actually, what were your impressions? I mean, I, I don't think they were much different, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there were things that you could appreciate and champion in maybe a more intimate way than me, mm-hmm. you know? But I mean... I, I loved it. it. It was amazing. Like It was a really good movie. I really, like, it's in, <laughs> it's weird because I'm saying, oh, I don't like Marvel movies. I'm like, oh, it's in my top five. Yeah. But I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie. I think Brie Larson is one of the best actresses, actors, whatever. He's the best one, some, one of the best talents we have, like, I'm in honestly... our generation. I think she's incredible. She's funny as hell. The movie was super funny. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I couldn't necessarily remember (laughs) the difference. Like, I knew the difference between everybody, but I couldn't remember their names. But, like, I knew it was, like, green boys versus blue boys. And, like... (laughs) Here's the thing I was... I, I didn't want to tell Dana earlier, because I told her I wanted to bring it up on the podcast. Shit, my phone died. Yeah. But either what? way, okay, so <laughs> the Green Boys, what what were their names? The so-called oh, no. terrorists that weren't really terrorists? Skrulls. 
The scrolls. Yeah. Scrolls or scrolls? So what the way that I think of it, so that I don't say, because I keep thinking like, oh, Dead Sea scrolls in my head. Yeah. Instead, what I say is skulls with an R in it. So scrolls. That's a weird name. Well, it is a weird name, but it doesn't, I don't, <laughs> okay, I, no, but you, it doesn't matter I'm that sorry. you think it's a weird name. I'm sorry. What was your point about the weird name? Do you? They all you, look. They all look like the cover of the Haunted Mask by R.L. Stein. Oh that Goosebumps book. That That's one? all I saw the entire time. <laughs> and like I. Okay, so there was something I was I was seeing something familiar. I was like, they look like something, and I couldn't figure out what it was. But what I was thinking it was is I just thought they looked like. I thought they looked like the orcs from Warcraft. But I'm talking like 1995 Warcraft. But like skinny grunge orcs from Warcraft. No, yeah. Warcraft no, orcs are the, jacked, No, no, no. Man. I'm talking about the, the 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 orcs that would like mine for you. Like the warlocks Yeah, the, the ones that were the miners and the ones that were the farmers who were kind of like, meh, as, yeah, as yeah. you wish, master. Or like, I don't the vulture-y ones. Yeah, exactly. Those ones. That's exactly what the scrolls looked like. But what I... I, especially even considering those characters now that you bring them up. what That was another factor that I really appreciated about this movie is that it didn't just rely on like, hey, we're Marvel. We have like a bigger storyline this is part of. So it doesn't really matter like what actually happens here because this is like telling like a part of a bigger story. None of that was going... Well, while that was kind of going on, this didn't rely on that. And there was like a really well-told story in this movie like I really enjoyed this and I'm not I'm not gonna give it away because I know that we're saying like oh spoilers are fine but there's a really great twist in this movie that I think really shifted my person I, I I had no idea until that guy like showed up halfway through see I I listened to a few podcasts uh, okay. about it already I I knew the twist but that's I still bo- didn't know not- I didn't know how or where it was gonna come in it, okay it was it was a much more complicated movie than I was expecting I liked that it, though. it was a little heavy-handed with like like I'm current not, stuff I'm not I mean, gonna disagree. not that I don't not not that I don't agree with what they're saying yeah it's just like Okay, I get it. At See, a what's funny point. is like you think it was heavy-handed politically. I think it was a little heavy-handed in the like some of the line delivery. I'm I don't you didn't look at me once, which I thought was so sweet. I think you were trying to be polite about it, but there were so many times where I did that thing where I just looked over at you with that look on my face of like, "Are you kidding me?" because like a line would make me so uncomfortable because it was cheesy. But then I would notice that you didn't, because usually you and I will like share looking like a knowing glance. About oh, wait, did that. you not cry during this movie? Okay, actually, I did several times. Okay, I did too. <laughs> I, I'm just making sure because I did too. I totally cried during this oh movie. Oh my god, I didn't want to tell you that because I was yeah. like, oh, I'm being like a silly, like, I'm being like a silly girl about this. Oh no, I cried multiple <laughs> times, dude. Oh my god, there were so many times where even just some of the lines given, I was just like. Yeah, and I don't I don't know what it is. I think one of the one of the amazing things about having Captain Marvel be a woman and have like somebody as talented as Brie Larson play her is that um there's just a lot more emotional depth that a character is allowed to have as a woman versus a male character who is just supposed to be like brooding and stoic and like you don't ever it reminds me of like how much I loved Ryan Gosling's character in um what was the movie with the leather jacket 
Oh, Driver. Driver. How much I loved his character in Driver, and he was so brooding, but, like, it was a little bit weird because you never really knew why he was so brooding. So it's, like, yeah. it's it's this thing where it's supposed to be part of their character and they're so stoic, but what I really liked about this is that they were very... She was a vulnerable character. She was yeah. she was a superhero. She played it she was, so oddly. She was human... He, she was human vulnerable as a superhero, and I think the only other balance of that is, like, Christopher Reeve's Superman. Like, where he okay. sh- he okay. showed that he was, like, he cared about humanity because it was, like, oh, um, like, it was something that he had been, like, raised in, and it was something that he always cared about, but mm-hmm. he was also this, like, stoic higher being that, like, and she wasn't. She was human, and she'd been, like, given this yeah. power, but... What I liked about that is it gave her this room to be vulnerable and a superhero. When both of them weren't above being like, holy shit, isn't this weird? <laughs> like, I know this is reality for me, but god damn it, look what I'm doing. Like, this is bizarre. Hell? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the first time she flies and she's just like, even the look on her face is so great. Her, like, Full like Super Saiyan outfit <gasps> rule, man. Love it. Yeah. Like I know it was all CGI and whatever, and it's a Marvel, movie, but like, like it was so fun. Well, I, I really, loved it. It's funny because you could kind of tell when it switched from her being on a green screen to like the moment it switched to like, oh, the whole thing is like, oh, I'm watching a video game like, uh, like trailer right now because the mm. whole screen is CGI animation. You could always tell when that happened, but. Again, I'm trying to remember, like, I'm 30 years old. This is a Marvel movie that Marvel was bought by Disney for a reason. Like, this movie is not, it's not specifically targeted to me. I, as a fan, as, like, a sci-fi, fantasy, comic book, superhero, all of that jazz, like, as a fan of all of those things... I am very happy to go see it, but it's not for my age group. It's not meant for me. So, like... So I think it is. I mean, I think... I think I'm, it's a multi-quadrant here's movie. Here's the thing. What I, what I think is that it is absolutely meant for anybody between the ages of, I don't know, what is Cognizant Thought? Five? Nine and 90. So, exactly. Like between nine thing. and 90. Like, <laughs> five and 95 honestly like i think it is made for everyone it is a beautiful story what i specifically mean is that the um the amount of motivation and the amount of empowerment that's in it and the way that it is the way that that is communicated in the movie is meant for someone a little bit younger and more uh, impressionable and vulnerable than I am. I might be very vulnerable, but I'm not as impressionable because I have a lot of my own ideas about like what I think and don't think. But I yeah. already think all of the things the movie wants me to think. Like all of those ideas yeah. of like, oh, I am capable. I don't need to ever question it. I just need to like do it. I can be there for people. I can like, if I if I commit to my abilities, I can, I can use those abilities to help Mm -hmm. those around me. All of those ideas I definitely believe in, but the way that they are translated in that movie is meant for someone a little bit younger than me. And I am so happy that it exists because one of the main things I was feeling like during one of those scenes that was making me cry was I was just like, God, I really wish I had seen this when I was in high school. Yeah, that's what you were talking about yes. on the drive home. Yeah, I really, like, I really wish I had seen some, I wish I had seen a beautiful, powerful woman say to somebody, I have nothing to prove to you. Because, like, 
I'm also like, I, you know, like I'm, I'm also not going to try to like shy away from it. There is like a privilege in like being attractive and like, I've never really had to like, there are certain things I've just never really had to think about because there's certain conversations you've never had to have Yeah. as someone who is, I mean, like I, I'm not trying to be like obnoxious about that, but like I, I also am aware of like who I am and what I look like and all of those things. But it also, it factors into the idea of like never being questioned as a woman about your abilities because of you being a woman or you being any other thing. Mm. It's about this just kind of being like, no, this is who she is. And she's the powerhouse. Yeah. Has nothing to do with anything else as to other than the context she's giving it because it's her own life. Well, what I love about it's empowering because they don't bring up that she's the woman. We just know she's the woman because our world out here, the real world has created like a differentiation in that in the movie. Other than the fact that her and her friend are, like, some of the only pilots that are women that are doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it doesn't really come up at all. Definitely. So I think that that's really cool. Wow, sorry. I know. I just completely dominated Oh, no, you didn't at all. I've been wanting to hear from you. No, I but, appreciate it. No, I mean, I guess, like, probably just to close up, I mean, we can't talk about this movie without going into this. Like, what do you think about those Fucking trash cans. Those fucking nudniks. What are you talking about? Those liver lickers. Oh my god, what are you talking about? Who don't like this movie because they think it's SJWs taking over comic books. Okay, listen. Listen. We don't... Jesus Christ. I can't even hang. Listen, (laughs) I, I really try to avoid these topics on this because I'm not trying to polarize or draw any lines in the sand. But if you are... If you are the kind of person who sees this movie and instantly sees a threat to your masculinity because they gender swapped something, I need you to understand that this is your own insecurity speaking to you and it has nothing to do with the rest of the world. And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to anybody who's listening to this who is thinking about this as an idea. Get them. But... The whole concept of women coming for you or your manhood is the most insane, self-involved idea I've ever heard. Do you think Do you think that women... You're freaking us out, by the way. He thinks there's another dog in oh, here. Oh, I'm sorry, puppy. Do you think that women... I'm just being your hype man. Do you think that women... Hype person. Do you think that women who are trying to get at the top of their fields and finally take care of their own families without being questioned every single turn... Families! ...for the things that they're doing, do you think that they are worried about your patchy neckbeard ass? Patchy neckbeard ass... Do you think that they are worried about you? Do no. you think that they are thinking about Do you think that they are up there thinking to themselves, if we just get this one Marvel movie out from Hollywood, Hollywood that so respects and reveres women and other causes that are so important to minority community, do you think any of those things are happening in women's minds? Do you think that we think that Brie Larson, <laughs> Brie Larson in a Hollywood-sponsored Marvel Disney-owned movie that we are thinking that this is, like, the end-all, be-all of all feminism and social justice warrior missions? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, Dana, there was was a woman 
who played a superhero. Oh, there was a woman who was a superhero. Didn't, no, no, didn't. Stop, 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 <laughs> stop, stop, stop. There was a woman who was a superhero. Oh, no, no, no. Didn't. No, 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 no. Woman who was a superhero. Women can't do that. But there was. There was. Women can't do that, Sam. Brie Larson did it. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying is like this This whole idea even just blows my mind. Like I, being called a snowflake by groups of people who are losing their fucking minds Jeez about a movie. Louise. About a movie? It's a movie. And that, that that's it's what, a cool movie that's too. What, that's it's what, a super fun movie. That's what kills me is like after decades of having like male led superhero movies, male led dramas, male led male male led fucking every male led planet. Literally male-led, everything. Male led earth, male led country, male led everything. You are telling me that Brie Larson from 21 Jump Street. Okay, that's the threat that you are seeing to your manhood and to all masculinity in America and in all media. That's the threat that you're seeing. This beautiful, talented actress who has honestly like never really done a role that I haven't absolutely loved her in. She's she's never been. I I just want to. I just want to make the statement. (laughs) Brie Larson is a treasure. The Weird Vibes podcast loves Brie Larson. The Weird Vibes podcast loves Brie Larson. Brie Larson, we love you. Hey, Brie. Brie, we love you. From 21 to Captain Marvel, we love you, Brie. Okay, let's get back to... Let's get back to the... (laughs) Let's get back to the meat and potatoes. (laughs) The meat and potatoes! Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that's all I have to say about it. I think that it was a very necessary movie i think it was a movie that is very indicative of the times that we are coming into and not in a way that is like the exact type of like twitter friendly that you hate (laughs) i'm talking about just very general hey we're taking this idea we're putting an artistic spin on it this is like what we we want to see what captain marvel would be like as a woman As somebody who was not familiar with the comic whatsoever before or after, I can tell you that this movie independently, it's well made, the characters are well acted, the cast is brilliant, and honestly, it's just a good, fun movie to see. So, as far as I would go, I would definitely say go see it. I would say, so as as somebody who is like Dana here, I, (laughs) (laughs) I... Dana's my wife. Um, I am your wife. You are. Um, so, <laughs> ba- everything I knew about Captain Marvel. Mar- Marvel, yeah. Um, I knew f- from Robin from the Howard Stern show. Oh, really? Her, like, sort of talking about it a little bit. So, I basically knew nothing about this movie. Okay. And it was super fun. I had no I idea. I loved it. Yeah, it was I didn't... so good. And, like, I was ready. And I just want to also state for the record. Yeah. When I said, like, oh, maybe it was over-politicized. It was over, like, heavy-handed. I was not talking about any of the, like pro-women stuff. No, I was talking, talking about, about that. No, that sweet old lady in the <laughs> front of us who we could do an entire podcast about who was commenting on everything. I can't who talked believe- about the green boys and she was like, 
that's just like the border. And we both held hands, and I almost started crying. You guys. Because she's a treasure of a human being. Oh, can we talk about that before we sign off? Please do. Okay, there was... There was Let's this, start... Yeah, some, there was something this, very positive. There was this group of friends. They they seemed a little... They were definitely older than us. They were, like, a little bit older people. What do you mean older than us? They were, like, in their 70s minimum. They were, listen, fucking... They were not in their <laughs> 70s. They were just... What I mean by older than us is... That I'm dude just, had a crazy old man beard. He did. And he was, like, balding. But, okay. Anyways, there were a few people in Respectfully. front of us. And um, one of the women at one point when the... One of the groups of people that is in this movie that happens to be one of the oppressed groups of people... The Green Boys. The Green Boys, basically... Um, the haunted mask. They say something about their situation. They they say they're like our people are scattered throughout the galaxies because they're talking about how um, after their area was like no longer safe, they all had to scatter basically and disperse, and were all refugees in different parts of the world. And this woman in front of us, out of nowhere, she had just been making comments throughout, and she was it was so sweet and well meaning, and she was just really enjoying the movie. It was like. You know, like, weeknight movie, nobody really cared. She said hi to me when she came in. She was so sweet. But at one point, she literally, she looks up at the screen, and that happens, and she goes, that's just like the border. And, like, I don't care what your political beliefs are. That (sighs) Oh, melted my heart. It was so, it was rough, honestly, to hear. It hurt, man. Because, first of all, she's right. And second She's of all, so right. it, it, this, we're watching a we're watching a dystopic superhero movie. Like this should not be accurate mm-hmm. to what's going on in our life. And she was absolutely right. It was it was exactly like the families at the border. So it was just yeah. and she was she was so sweet. She was making comments the whole time. Oh, she was she amazing. Was just like she was so invested in these people doing well for themselves and like being left alone. And like I'm not gonna lie, like. This might just come up later in the podcast, but I was seeing so much of Palestine in those people. Oh, I'm sure. I couldn't. Sure. I couldn't help it. There was so I think you much. You were supposed to be. There was yeah. so much of their struggle that I was just like, oh, this is literally this is all of Palestine. This is so many countries in the Middle East right now that are literally just trying to be like, no, I'm not trying to oppose you. I'm not trying to fight you. I just want a place to call home. And I just think that that's something that, like, it's a much heavier part of the movie that we maybe, uh-huh. like, haven't, like, touched on as much. But it, it's the it's probably the most important part of the movie. And it's what convinces Brie Larson's character to do what she does. Yeah. And it's about, I don't know, I think it's, it's just, like, the most powerful message in any Marvel movie is that, like, we're... The reason we stick together is because we know that community and society is more important than our individual interests. And we, because we know that, we need to take care of each other. And that's the end of that. I, I totally agree. Like, I, I, I just think it's, it's so indicative of the bigger story that yes. we always talk about with, like, a capital S. Yes. Of, like... Yeah, there are stories we tell as humans, but there's a story that we are telling as humans. Yes. And, I, and like, yeah, I'm a Joseph Campbell nerd. I love the hero's journey. I love all that. But it's just so indicative of, with a capital S, so it, importantly, that this story as a human species, as, yeah. as, as these people experiencing each other in a dream as space dust existing amongst each other 
that there's this story that we tell that we all kind of embrace. And I think Captain Marvel really, really hits on that. It did! And I think it hits on that in a different way. Maybe, like, and, like, I can appreciate it in a million ways. I can't speak for you, but I think Dana appreciated it in a million more intricate ways than I did because it's that hero's journey. It's that story of community. It's that story of what it means to be human. But from a perspective, she can relate to a little bit more. Yes, that was absolutely... Like, I'm honestly about to cry because, like, I didn't know how to articulate how I felt about this movie because I also understand, like... Hollywood can only be so perfect because Hollywood is an, an imperfect beast on its own. But the way that this was approached, and I think that, I don't know, maybe this is just something I'm projecting onto her, but, like, I just think Brie Larson as a person and as an actor, like, really cares about these things. I, I agree. And it really came across in this movie that, like, what mattered to her and what mattered to the character was the compassion that she showed the people that she knew needed to be helped. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything more important to me in the world than that. And I just think that, like, no matter, no matter what my expectations were of, like, okay, this morning I woke up and I thought I was going to go see a horror movie with you. And, like, yeah. that was very different. But, like, and I know we, I, I think it was, like, very fateful that you happened to literally this morning be talking to me about Captain Marvel and about Brie Larson and her portrayal of I agree. character. And, like, I just... I was gifted a lot more tonight from this portrayal than I was mm-hmm. expecting, and I'm I'm really grateful for that. I think it was, like, a really cool movie, and I think you should go see it. Yeah, I think you should go see it, too. Yeah, and so, also come see us next week, because we're probably going to come back and do this again for... Because Jordan Peele, we love you, and we're still going to go see your movie. Did I say that? Did I say that oh, I yeah, you said already that. got us tickets for the oh, next yeah. <laughs> I don't know when this is going to come out, but... um. March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, I guess. Yes! Um, at Cal Expo, um, I will be um, selling all of my weird art and stickers and yes. whatnot as cat guts, so come hang out. Um, so we, I know. I guess, yeah, we, honestly, you know what? We love each and every one of we you. We love each and every one of you. And just remember... All you turkeys and you trash cans and you garbage juice drinkers. Ew. Turkeys get cooked. We're the Weird Vibes Podcast. That's usually the sign off, but I also want to say that uh, that 